Yeah, what's up, dude? Yo, man. What's up? When you take a shower, what order do you wash yourself in? Head to toes. Right now. No, saying like, do you do your hair first, your body first? Hair first. All right. Yeah, so do I. But I, well, yeah, no, I do. But I'm, I always like wondered if people maybe do it in a different order. No, what I do is, uh, well, first I stand there for five minutes. I'm not going to lie to you. Then, <laughs> yeah. But then, uh, shampoo. Then I do chest, like chest first, and then get like the arms and everything. Then I work my way down. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure like everybody does it. See, what I do is is I I do shampoo, but since I have long hair, I also condition it. So I do shampoo, and then I put in the conditioner, but I leave the conditioner in while I like wash my body, and then I rinse my body and the conditioner out at the same time. I've never. I don't think I've ever used conditioner. That's because you don't have any hair, dude. You don't need it. Okay, I guess that's true. Back when I like my hair is, if I didn't use conditioner, my hair would be a mess. Like how? Like it would be really staticky and whatnot, and conditioner helps it like be voluptuous. Which is probably a really, really bad way to describe my hair, but that's more or less what it does. Voluptuous. Holy shit. It adds volume, and that's important, because otherwise my hair would look stupid. (laughs) Voluptuous. That's a word. (laughs) Word of the podcast. Voluptuous. A good word. Yeah, dude, I don't know why. I was taking a shower earlier. I'm thinking to myself, why do I do this the way I do it? Like, I don't think anybody ever taught me how to. Like, nobody, you don't get taught how to take a shower, right? You just kind of do it. And so that's what I was thinking. Like, like I do it my certain way because that's how I've done it my whole life. Does everybody do it this way? Or is this just like one of those things nobody talks about, but we could all be doing it differently, you know? But it's like natural. It's like riding a bike, you know? <laughs> I don't know what you I guarantee you somebody somewhere washes their body first and then their hair. I guarantee it. Well, don't girls not not wash their hair sometimes? No. And I neither do I. There are sometimes I don't wash my hair. Why? That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, it's because if you put and again, this really only applies when you have longer hair or like girl long hair. When you wash it too much, like like repeatedly dousing your head in chemicals every day is not good for your hair. Like it's good to not wash it and like not put chemicals in it every so often. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, I, whatever. Like you said before, I have little hair, so it's okay. Yeah. So yeah. All right, dude. I just, yeah, I was curious and I'd like more feedback. On what? On how people take showers. I guess the people listening to us will uh, give us some feedback then. Yeah, I hope they do. Uh, um, I think last last week we ended on a uh, very good topic. Very philosophical, yeah. In death. Yeah. Now... I just want to make one brief comment on that. Um, 
Yeah. Just to just get out of there. So I was thinking, right? Yeah. You know how we were like, do you, do you go to like heaven or hell or do you like get reincarnated or whatever? Yeah. Does the same thing happen to dogs or like any animal for that reason? Because I have two dogs and, you know, I view them as part of the family and part as like humans, right? They all have a personality like, like we do, right? Yeah. Now, what happens to them? Or all living things for that matter? Do, do, do you think they, quote unquote, go to heaven or hell or become guardian angels or whatever? That's a, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I like, to, I like to think that they do because I like to think that when I die, I'll see my childhood dog again. You know? Yeah. But I don't, that's honestly a good question. Or like, is there, is there like a dog heaven? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they have their own, their own spot. Maybe, who knows? I mean, all fishes get flushed down the toilet, so they're not going (laughs) to heaven. (laughs) Sometimes goldfish are good companions. My one friend growing up had a goldfish that he like wanted at like a fair or something stupid like that. The thing lived for like 12 years. Well, that's, I had, I had two fish. So here's a great story. So I moved in like May of like kindergarten, right? Okay. And the night that, the night before we moved, we, uh, my dad had a, a neighborhood friend take me like to get out of the house to get out of the way and everything yeah to like a fair well there was this thing where it was like water pong but like you just toss like a ping pong ball like across like a table and if yeah. it's in the cup you get um like a fish or some prize and i did it twice oh and i had these two fish and you know they went home with me and my mom not flipped out, but it was like, <laughs> why the hell would you bring two fish home with you? And then, uh, yeah, I just stuck them. I stuck them in our cookie jar and filled it up with water until we actually got a, like an actual fish tank. So yeah, great story. Yeah, great, great story. I never really had fish growing up. They're boring. You can't like wrestle with them or play fetch or anything. You, they just they're in a tank. That's why dogs are the best pets because they're the most engaging. You can do the most with them. Absolutely, I love dogs. And actually, really? my my dog in Gaelic, I think it's either Gaelic. I don't know what it is. I think it's Gaelic means dog lover. Wait, what? What does my name Connor? Ah. Huh. Interesting. Hold on, I'm looking it up. <laughs> Look my name up too while you're in there. On babycenter.com. <laughs> Sounds like a reputable website.
Um, this doesn't seem like a reputable site. Yeah, the meaning of Connor, it's spelled E-R in this way, is hound lover. Scottish origin. Yeah. Cool. And then Nick. <laughs> Nick. It might be Nicholas. That's the more traditional, I feel like. It's Greek. Yeah. That's uh, cool. Dig being having a Greek name. Hold up. Actually, I feel like Nicholas is like a Russian or like an Eastern European name. Well, that, that'd be Nikolai. Or, or like N-I-K-L-A-U-S, like Nicholas, like that way. It's Greek, though. All right. Well, whatever. What does it mean? I'm trying to find that. Relax. I don't know if it, ha- it might not even have a meaning. I don't know. Does every name have a meaning? Uh, it mean it comes from the Greek name. I can't. I'm not even going to pronounce this. Ni- Nicholas, which yeah. meant victory of the people from Greek. It's Greek yeah. for victory. And so Nike, like N I K E Nike, or yeah, whatever you pronounce it in Greek means Nike. victory. Yeah, and loss means people. I am the people's champion. No, you're victory of the people. Which makes me the people's champion. Shut up. <laughs> I'll take that. So, it has a popularity chart. Yeah. And no one was named Nicholas. Like, barely anyone was named Nicholas until, like, the 19... Like, the mid-70s, it saw a rise. And then it just blew up in like 1980. Really? I feel like I don't yeah. know a ton of Nicks. Well, I have a cousin that's a Nick, and well, I actually have two cousins. One, one from the Irish side, and one from the Italian side. Yeah. You should see this chart, though. Like it is, like minuscule. So it, it's in percentages. I don't know what the, these percentages are. Yeah. But so it goes from all the way back in 1880, it was 0.062%. Okay. Maybe that's like of newborns who were given the name. I don't know. I guess. So then fast forward to 1950, it was 0.12%. So pretty much a du- it, inc- it doubled in size. Yeah. Then in in nineteen seventy five it was point two oh five percent. Okay, you following? Yeah. But then in nineteen eighty, in five years, it got up to one point one nine two percent. Well. But now it's on a decline. Good. A severe decline, actually. Good. I don't. I don't like sharing the same name as somebody. So the less people name Nick, the better. Well, that, 
figure out my name. How many Connors do you know? A few. I know you. I went to high school with a couple Connors. I have a cousin named Connor. I know. I know a number of Connors. I, I I'm the only one in my high school to be named Connor. Really? Yeah. I was one. There were a couple Nicks. I was not the only Nick. There were a few others. So I, I pulled up the same chart, but for Connor. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And my chart, my like uh, line, doesn't even start until like 1981. Well. Hmm. Yeah, I like having a unique name. Yeah. I mean, Will is basic. <laughs> like, let's think about the, like, Joe. John. John. Jacob. Like, Will. Tom. Tyler. Tom. I don't feel like our generation has a lot of Toms. I know a lot of Toms. Do you? Yeah. Um, I'll try to think of people from like college. Ryan. Yeah, Ryan's a common name. Like Jake, I don't know. Is Jake a common name? I said that already. Oh, did you? Hmm. Here, I have a question though. Going off of names. Yeah. Do you think you'd ever be able to? Date a girl that shares a name with like your mom or sisters. I almost did. Who? What was her name? Leanne. Who's named Leanne in your family? My mom. I did not know that. I guess I never knew your mom's first name. Yeah. So yeah, I almost did. So yes. Uh, I don't know if I. I mean, luckily, like my mom's name is not a very common name at all, so I don't really have to worry about that. Um, but I don't, I, my, my sister though, I have no clue if I could date a girl named Anna. That's not a common name though. No, I mean, Deb, like my mom being named Deb. I don't think I ever met a Deb my age or close to it. That's fair. Even That's though, I mean, Leanne really is not a very common name. So the fact that that almost happened to you is actually like kind of a coincidence. Yeah, I mean, it didn't. I mean, yeah, I agreed. I mean, it's not a common name, and I mean, I don't, I don't think it means anything. But she spelled it differently than my mom too. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I definitely can't. I don't. Well, my sisters have odd names as well. Reagan and Logan. Yeah. That's gonna be very rare, and I don't know if I can handle another Reagan. (laughs) Fair enough. I mean, granted, isn't it kind of strange how, like, one of Reagan's best friends is also named Reagan? That's why they became best friends. It was They met in preschool, and they were best friends. That's kind of cool. And, and, yeah, you know. I call her the Joker, though. Who, Reagan or the other? The other Reagan, not my sister. Yeah, why do you call her that? Because she always ha- has a smile on her face, like, like honest to God, like, like the she never stops smiling, and like she, like her face is 
in a permanent like smirk. So one day I just called her the Joker and just stuck. Yeah. I kind of wish I had a younger sister. I'll trade you. <laughs> well, not anymore, but like, because like my sister obviously was two years older than me. So like I never could joke around with her and her friends because I was the younger brother and therefore the least cool person who existed. But it would have been cool to have a younger sister like that who I could just like make fun of her friends. I mean, yeah, but they also get annoying as hell. Yeah, I can, yeah, that's also probably very true. I don't know. I wish I had a brother. Yeah, isn't it isn't it weird that I mean like none of us has brothers. None of us have brothers. Yeah, well between me, you, Will and Derek, none of us have brothers. I just, yeah, I just realized and that Amanda, now too. Amanda, and Amanda doesn't have a sister. So, like, none of us ever grew up. Maybe that's why we're friends, because our personalities were the same, because we always, because we grew up with the opposite sex siblings. Who knows? Yeah, but I was the only one with younger siblings. Yeah, that's also true. Me, Will, and Derek are the young, and Amanda are the youngest. I think, I think the way or you were born coincides with your personality. What do you mean the way you were born? Like, if you were the oldest? Oh, yeah, dude. There are, like, there have been studies done on this, yeah. Because you're raised differently, and that obviously will have effect on your effect yeah. on your personality and views on things. Yeah. Without a doubt. Hmm. I never really thought about this either, about, like, how none of us had, none of us had brothers. Yeah. I I would like to see like do you think it's more common for people to have like the same sex siblings or not? Like I, I wonder if there's like like you know if if like after you like like let's say like my mom had two kids, right? So let's say like after she had a girl, is it statistically more likely that she has a boy? Like I know there's no way that it is the case, but I'd like to see like of all of the two child families in the world, how many of them are like the same sex kids or how many versus how many are opposite sex kids, you know? Yeah, but just look at your family. So like my so my mom is is a she's she has an older brother and that's it. Her cousins are are two two sets of two boys on her Italian side and on the Irish side it's it's um, two sets of uh, one set of two boys and then um, two boys and one youngest sister okay and then my dad's side it's it's him he he's the youngest, so he had the oldest was a was a was my aunt, and then it was two sons, and then his cousins are a group of two boys, and then a group of two boys. So actually, a group of three boys. I mean, so I don't know. 
Yeah. It might be generational. Because my, my parents' generation... It, it, has nothing to, it has nothing to do with... It literally has to do with just, like... It's got to be just pure luck, right? I mean, it's like... Like, when... No, but, when... No, but listen, listen to this. So, on, like, both my parents' sides, it's... It's, um... They're all they're all boys, like how I just mentioned, right? Yeah. But in my generation, on both sides of the family, it's majority girls. Like on my Irish side, I'm I'm the only blood um, grandson. Okay, like we have two adopted like uh, boy cousins, but I'm the only blood grandson, and I have four girl cousins. And then on my dad's side, it's the same thing. I have three girl cousins on my dad's side and one boy cousin. Yeah, but dude, there's no way. That's completely random. Like, there's just no way that there's, like, a pattern that's being followed. I mean, it could be. No, dude, it all comes down to, like, reproduction. It there's It's it's like, which chromosome swims faster? The I mean, that's that's literally it. Like... There is no, there is literally no way that it is on purpose that way. I don't know. I mean, I mean, but then it seems like my, like my. Yeah, this is one family out of like billions of people that exist. I mean, but this could be an example of how it's supposed to be. No, no, I'm sorry, dude. It's just, I'm just going to tell you right now. That's not how it is. All right. Well, it was just a thought. Yeah, and I, I get you, dude. If I have kids, I hope to God I don't have a daughter. See, I we've talked about this, and you know me. It scares I, me. I want a daughter. I'm not gonna be able to relate to her until like she's like, uh, like senior in college, like a like a very like probably high school age or middle school. What and, do you mean? What do you mean you won't be able to relate to her? What 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 am I gonna relate to a little girl to? Maybe she's gonna love Lincoln Park, dude. I don't know. I don't know. See, that's the thing. Like, like I am into like 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 for example, music. I'm into music that could be interpreted as very feminine, and like I would love to sit down with my daughter and put on a Phoebe Bridgers album. And just let it take us away. And it would be a very, very rewarding experience. I don't think you'd ever, you would never do that. You'd want like fucking, like I said, Lincoln Park, Numb Encore blasted through the speakers. But just give me Scott Street by Phoebe Bridgers and I will be set. I mean, I guess it's naive for me to say because I feel like all parents relate to their kids one way or another. But I feel like, I like sports, which is more of a masculine thing. Don't get any girl that's out there. Don't get your panties in a bunch when I say that. Um, But I also like loud, like heavy music, which again is also a masculine thing. More masculine. But you realize we talked about this last week, like the whole idea of are people born a certain way or do they kind of just adapt their environment to become who they are? Like, let's say, I mean, if you are always watching sports, maybe your daughter would pick up on the fact that, you know, oh, dad's always watching sports. I'm going to watch sports with him. And then, like, through that, she really starts getting into sports. And next thing you know, like, your six-year-old daughter is a bigger Eagles fan than you are. Like, 
who knows, dude, it, it just kind of depends on what they are drawn to through their own curiosity of being a child. Yeah, but the, that could happen or it could be the opposite of you do wow. but the same thing happen with your son. That's the thing. Like maybe your son is going to be way into like, like, like drawing pictures and like being an artist, which, which I don't think you'd relate to very much. Well, if that's going to be all his, all his, his mother's skill then, because I, I have negative art skills in my body. Negative. Yeah. You know what it takes to be an artist? Nothing. It takes people to be interested in you for you to be an artist. That's it. You don't have to have any skill at all. What are you talking about? Dude, are you kidding me? Look at any piece of abstract art. If you could just buy paint and just like put it in your mouth and spit it out onto a piece of paper. And if somebody somewhere decided it was worth a million dollars, next thing you know, you're the biggest artist in the world. It is the most art is the most subjective thing that exists, dude. There is no criteria for art being good. It just has to be thought of as good by the people who matter. That's literally it. Like no, that's, that's, the, that's why I don't get it. Because you have like Pablo Picasso, who like is a famous painter and all this shit, and I think his p- paintings and drawings or whatever look like a first grader did. I don't understand how the hell he became famous. I just don't get it. At it's all. Perception. That's all it is. Is perception. It's all it takes. Well, I-, I saw an interesting article about this. There was like this modern art museum, like this very like uppity kind of trendy art museum. I don't know where it was, but a little kid was in there. And I don't know if you saw the story. It was like a pretty big story, but this kid took his glasses off of his face and put and like set them on the ground just because he didn't want them on anymore. And everybody in the museum thought that him like didn't know that he set his glasses down. So everybody in the museum thought that these this pair of glasses on the ground was this really edgy, like cool, unique exhibit. And everybody was freaking out about it when it turned out to be a five year old kid who took his glasses off. Like that's literally art. I don't understand that, and I don't understand music either, like, or and acting for that matter. Like, like when you like this whole like what are the the Oscars or Grammys? I don't. What is the award that you get for being like a good actor, or good movie? That, the Oscars. Oscars. Academy Awards. Yeah. Okay, so when someone wins best best male actor, how do you judge that? You can't judge that because. I don't get that because when I watch a movie or TV show, I'm like, okay, cool. Like that character's cool or, you know, this show's funny or the show's interesting, yada, yada, yada. But like, I don't judge an actor. Like, it's not like they're meant to be good. If they weren't good, they wouldn't get to play and then therefore get fired correctly. It's not like sports where you're like, okay, he's the best quarterback because he threw 6,000 yards and 50 touchdowns, you know? Like, if he's not good, he's benched. I don't know. I mean, no, because I think that I think that actor acting requires a lot of skill. I'm not saying it doesn't involve skill. I'm just saying, how do you judge someone on being good? Because yeah. to me, it's just like if like you take a famous movie, say, what's out right now? Um, I don't know what's out. So take a classic movie like Star Wars, for example. Yeah. Okay. You could say that Mark, because it's a very famous thing. You could say that um, Mark Hamill or um, freaking what's his name? Um, no shit, Han Solo. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. 
Um, Look it up. Yeah, that's going to bother me. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. You're right, Josh. All right. Wow, I can't believe I missed that. No, but I'm saying, like, so Harrison Ford or Harrison Ford, like, since they're famous and they were arguably one of the, like, most popular movie, um, you know, trilogies of all time, does that make them a good actor? Or... Okay, dude. Well, here, if you're okay, so the way the way the Oscars work, and like the people who win Best Actor or Actress are nearly always in a drama movie. You will never see an actor from a comedy or like an action or a thriller or a horror movie. They will never win Best Best Actor. It is always a drama film, and and like I feel like basically what they're looking for in a Best Actor is is an actor who can or an actress who can move you the most emotionally and can deliver just like a powerful performance that really like is emotional and, and is, is, you know, oftentimes like sad or melancholy or, you know, um, you know, something like that. But that's, that's like what they're looking for, dude. They're just looking for somebody who can just really like move you emotionally. And if they can do that, because in star Wars, sure, dude, star Wars is a great movie. It's like maybe the best franchise of all time. But when you watch Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford act, you're just watching them like blow shit up. You're not watching them, you know, dive into like each other's minds and pick at their innermost like but, like feelings and and desires and and whatnot. You're just watching them li- have lightsaber battles, which is cool as shit. Don't get me wrong, but that's not you know something that you know I could go on screen and have a lightsaber battle and, and probably make it good enough. But that's my but my argument to that is. That is not the actors. That is the 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 plot and the script Mm-mm. from. No, dude, the delivery is 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 like significantly more important. I mean, like you could just dude. If if that didn't matter, then why would we even have movies? Why not just read a script, right? The reason the movie exists is because you want to see people interpreting those lines and and like portraying them in a certain way. Yeah, but that is based off what they're told. Yeah, dude, no, I know, I get that, but they still have to, like, become the character and understand, like, okay, like, like for example, let's talk about one of the, what maybe one of the best acting performances of all time, Heath Ledger as the Joker, because, you know, it's, it's a pretty recent movie, relatively speaking. You could just tell that he was so bought into that character that he literally, like, became the Joker, dude. A lot of actors could not get into that mindset and be that, that, like, good mix of weirdness but but like like just you know off in a certain way and just kind of like you know the creepiness of the joker he nailed it dude and not everybody can do that he had to really buy into himself being the joker and he did and that was more than just the lines it had to do with his body language with his delivery with his his tone his style in general dude it's a lot more but couldn't anyone do that if they're told hey no play this character this way no absolutely not see i don't understand that dude okay here okay i can't i can't think of how to describe it it's it takes skill dude like imagine if you had to be the joker do you think you could act as good as heath ledger could yeah sure my that's disrespectful of you to say. There's absolutely- How's that disrespectful? If you tell me to move my body a certain way, no. I will move my body a certain way. If you tell me to say a line Honor. the way that you want me to, I will say it the way. He was not told 
how to, they did not tell him, okay, 30 seconds into the scene, you're going to raise your left arm. You're going to move it slightly. And you're going to, you're going to, you're going to brush your hair back. No, dude, he had the lines and I guarantee you, he riffed off those lines. I guarantee you, he did not even follow the lines word for word. He probably riffed off the lines and everything that he did on screen. He had an idea of the scene. Basically, I'm sure how this worked is he was told, all right, in this scene, you're going to be doing this. Uh, However you do it is entirely up to how you interpret the role. But this is essentially what has to happen. And then he ran with it and did it his own way based on how he interpreted the role. He was not told how to do those things. You know, he was not told how to how how to speak or or how to act or how to move his body. He did that based on how he felt the role needed to be portrayed. And that requires a shit ton of skill, dude. I'm sorry, but you would not be able to do that. I personally would not be able to do that. I know that because it's far beyond any skill I have in acting, which is next to none. But trust me, dude, you you would not be able to do that. I, again, I don't understand how you're a good actor. Because oh. you, you read lines, okay? You you're told what to do. I just don't understand. How do you judge so how do you judge someone watching a movie that you enjoy if they're a bad actor or not? I can't have this. I, I you are set in your ways, obviously, and I can't. I'm not going to be able to convince you otherwise. No, I'm I like I'm seriously asking. Like like I just never understood how just, someone. Can- how, dude? You have to become the character, and you have to be of that mindset, and you have to. You have to decide for yourself how that actor or how that character will will exist on screen. And you but is, consistently. But isn't, but isn't that also based on, like how you said before, on uh, subjectiveness about how someone could like how that is be- how like say someone the Joker was like how Heath Ledger was like a spaz, right? Well, what if he played it more methodical and more like diabolical? diabolical instead of an evil pure evil instead of like spazzy and mental and demented couldn't that be portrayed if someone portrayed him differently as well he did a great job as acting yeah dude it could have been who knows but the way he did it was the way he felt it needed to be done and like the general consensus and pretty much the universal consensus is that he nailed it like he did it the right way And, and a lot of it dude i mean like he probably read the comic books because the Joker first existed in comic books. And, you know, the Joker was a, like, as you said, a spaz in the comics. And so that's how he played it on screen. I mean, that's how the Joker is meant to be played. I, but it's not like, it's not like they, like, see, the, the problem I have with it is that, is that it's subjective. It's not like, dude, I know it's subjective. It's, that's why they have, but it just doesn't make sense. That's what they have critics, dude, people who understand. I, I, I don't know how they understand what good acting is, but they, they know. Like, you could say this. No. Anyway. Okay. Well, I know we're no, talking. It's not, it's, it's not they understand it. It's just they're giving their opinion about it. It's not understanding. This is totally different than, like. Yes, but they, they're giving their opinion about it, but the public has determined that they are credible and reliable sources for their opinion, and that's how we base our opinion. Not always, but that's just, like, how the general consensus is formed. Well, that's stupid. Acting and drawing, and and even music for that matter, like it's all subject. It's not like it's not like smartness or like athletic ability. Where you're like, okay, he's the fastest person on earth. 
Yep. Or he's like, that just doesn't make any sense. Dude, there is no way to like concretely measure how good art is. It is entirely subjective. But a lot of times the general consensus is that something is good or something is bad. And that's just how it, how it ends up. I mean, you could, you could hate something that I love and vice versa. That's fine. But like, you know, one way or the other, it's going to be judged and a general consensus or conclusion will be formed. And that's just how art is determined if it's good or not. That's literally it. Maybe I'm just doing a self-reflection right now. And I'm the type of person that, you know, there has to be a clear winner. There has to be, you know, and you'll never get that in art. Yeah. And that's maybe that's why I'm not so much involved in art or hate art as well. Yeah. See, that's like, that's where you may differ because I love like, dude, when I, so when I was in Prague, we, uh, I took an art class and every week I had the class twice a week. And one of those two classes every week, we'd go to a gallery and like, literally I would walk through an art gallery for an hour and a half and just be told to interpret like paintings and sculptures. And dude, to me, that was like, that was cool. I loved having to just look at something and decide for myself if like, like what I thought of it and why I thought that way. I thought that was cool. And it was completely very different opinions than a lot of my classmates, but we were all cool with it because we all interpreted it our own ways. See, I don't have any interest in doing that either. Like, I'll be like, okay, like, I don't need to walk around a building for two hours or so looking at pictures. Like, okay, cool. Either I like that. Cool. Move on to the next one. That is not visually visually appealing to me. So I don't like that. I look at art very different. Like paintings and skulls. Like, I look at it very differently than them. Again, just does not make sense to me. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's a waste of time, actually. <laughs> of course you do. Like, my personal opinion about art galleries and art shows is, good God, like, I don't know, understand how people, like, spend hours in an art museum when it's like, okay, I look at something. And if it's visually appealing to me, okay, I like it. But I'm not going to stand there for five hours, like, <laughs> gazing over it. Like, yeah. and another thing is, I feel like art, there's a lot of, like, like especially with art, like, like pictures and stuff, not, like, the art in general. I feel like it's very hotty-totty. Like, you can't go to a art, like, gallery in shorts and a t-shirt. You know, you have to get dressed up and, like, sip fine wine. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I forget that. I think you can go to an art museum in shorts and a t-shirt. You might not like look like every like. You might be the only one wearing that, but they're not going to not let you in. But still, I, I don't. I don't. Know. That's just me. Like, no, dude. To go to an art museum, I'd rather sit at home in the dark for two days straight than spend five hours in an art museum. Well, Connor, I'm sorry you feel that way. Don't feel sorry, you know. That's just me, you know. It helps me, you know. I'm a better person because of it. What you say? Good God! <laughs> oh. Hey, did you watch the Super Bowl at all? Yeah, I watched like the whole thing. What were your thoughts on it? I know we try to stay away from sports because we always end up. This was a major thing. It's been 40 minutes and we haven't said a word on sports. So kudos to us. But yeah, dude, I thought it was, uh, I mean, I was watching it. We had like a mini Super Bowl party. So I was over at one of my 
friends' houses, and there were like maybe like 15, 20 of us watching the game. And honestly, it was pretty boring, and I didn't really care what happened. So I was just like there for the food. Well, now we don't have football for the next seven months. So God bless. It'll fly by. I'm hoping. Doesn't always work that well. We have enough to keep us busy at least for the next couple months. Yeah, I mean, March Madness, then baseball, then hockey playoffs, and basketball playoffs, and then baseball for like a month, and then football. You forgot music festival season. Good God. Season. That's another thing. And I'm hypocritical, hypocritical on this as well. And... Maybe it's because of my interest, or, or I don't know. But I don't enjoy concerts, okay? Like, to me, it's like I could, like, stay at home and listen to a better quality song than what this band is putting out right now on the internet. But I love going to sporting events. You know, I could stay at home and watch TV, but I like being at them instead. I it's, I don't know. I've thought about that too. And and here's the conclusion I've come to. Um, Concerts are always a safer bet because as long as you know the band and like their music, there's a pretty guaranteed chance you're going to have a good time hearing songs you like. And the crowd, as long as like it's a good crowd and they're into it and the band's engaging it, you know, more often than not, you're going to get a good show with sports. A, like for a big game, like like for example, think about the Penn State Ohio State game from this from this past year. How many people went out on the market and spent hundreds of dollars on tickets to see this game only to have their hearts and souls crushed when Penn State lost? Like then they're thinking, I spent all this money to see us lose. And that's infuriating. And I get that. With a concert, it's not that way. I mean, you're like you'll spend money with like a pretty solid guarantee that you're gonna like what you see. And so that's why, you know. I like concerts. I mean, I do love sporting events too, but there's not risk in going to a concert like there is going to a sporting event. I don't know. It's like, I don't know. Concerts aren't that fun to me. I love to me, them. at least. I love them. So I just... And, I home. and festivals are like even better because the festivals like... A music festival is essentially like the NCAA tournament, like the first day of the NCAA tournament because it's a whole bunch of shows. Like there's a whole bunch of games. Sometimes you don't really necessarily care about the band that's on, but you just like stand in the back and like, like hang out in a group and just like sit on the grass and drink while you listen to this concert. It's the same way as watching like, you know, a random, you know, like, you know, Dayton play like, I don't know, Oklahoma state in the first round, who cares, but you know, it's still entertaining because it's the NCAA tournament. Like, and then it builds up to like your team playing in the tournament which is the same way as the festival builds up to like the main headliner playing the last show of the night. So maybe it's also because like I don't like you're more of a music and art guy than sport guy, and I'm the vice versa, obviously. So maybe that's it. But like all like all my friends are t- like because we like you know music fest around like Lehigh Valley. Yeah, you've heard it. Yeah. So like some big names are coming, like Chain Smokers, and um, 
I forget who I oh um Florida Georgia line. I think like another cu- country thing, and like all like my group of friends from home all want to go to these shows and stuff, and they ask me. I'm just like, it'd be nice to like go out with you guys, but I have zero interest. Like to me, spending eighty dollars to go to a concert is like death. Yeah, dude, I'm bummed, and I and I know like like I know the reason why Lincoln Park had to cancel their concert when you were gonna see them. I really wish that wasn't the case, though, because I feel like because I know how much you love Linkin Park, and I feel like had you seen them live, your whole perception of, of shows would have changed. I'm never gonna. See, I've never seen Linkin Park live, and I never will. Why do you say that? Because they're not gonna tour again. I don't think so. I bet they will. I'm pretty sure they will. But then again, it's not with Chester, then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is true. In freshman year, freshman year of college, they were at Hershey. Okay, and tickets were like fifty bucks, and I almost went, but I didn't for some reason. Okay, and then I bought tickets to go see their show. What was that? Two years ago, and in Hershey, and then a week before the show, Chester killed himself. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, it, it just I, I'm never gonna see them. Like, it kind of feels weird because I feel like. If you're if you're if you have a favorite anything, and you don't go to go see them, how are they your favorite? You know. I guess. Which gets me on a rant. I'm gonna go off for like five minutes. Rant away. I work with a bunch of people, all right, in an office, and some of them have various sport teams. Which, whatever. Like who you like, which just doesn't make sense to me. Okay, that could be another rant. Okay? Some of these people are, quote-unquote, the biggest Patriots fan or Cowboys fan or, um, I don't know, San Francisco 49, like, everything like that, okay? And they're, like, or the same age as me, if not older, okay? And I ask them, have you ever gone to that stadium or – to a home game for them. And majority of people has said no. And to me, you cannot be a 30-year-old quote-unquote fan of a sports team, of a college, of anything. And after all these years of liking them and loving them and all this bullshit, not take the time and money to go travel if you have to go travel to go see them in person. Okay, it is like mind blowing to me. Maybe it's because I'm a snob because I can drive an hour to Philly and go see my favorite sport teams or drive three hours to go see Penn State football. But good God, like I've traveled all like I've gone all over the country to see different sporting events and on my own dime too, not just like on my parents during vacation or anything. I've spent money to go see other states that that didn't that weren't even playing my teams when I went to go see them. And it just pisses me off that these people call themselves fans and they love this team, but you haven't spent the time or money over your past 30 years to go see them. Okay, and it pisses me off. Yeah, I get that. Um, well, along that same vein, uh, how would you feel if I told you, because this is the truth, I haven't been to a White Sox game since probably 2003 or four, maybe. 
and I call myself a White Sox fan. How do you feel about me when I say that? I mean, one, there's a couple different variables. I mean, you've gone to a game, okay? Two, you live in Michigan, and you don't always go back home or anything. Well, I lived in Illinois and, a lot longer than... Well, true. But, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, you don't care that much, though. Yeah. Like, I'm going to say, I don't brag about being a White Sox fan because I'm, like, not a very big one. I just pick them over the Cubs. But I've been to more Cubs games recently than White Sox games just because Rickville is more fun. But that's, but that's what also pisses me off. Like, if you're a true White Sox fan, you would – like back in 2016, you would hate sitting or seeing um, the Cubs win the World Series. You'd absolutely hate it. Yeah. And you rooted for them, correct? Yeah, pretty much. So to me, like, you're a bad fan. Like, I would never, never, I would die, I would roll over in my grave before I root for the Dallas Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, so no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was also going to say you'd also probably hate me because I haven't watched a full White Sox game for probably since the last time I probably watched a full White Sox game was when I was physically at one like 15 years ago or whatever. But the minute they get good enough or no, during the World Series one in 2005 would have been the last time I watched a full White Sox game. The minute they're good enough to like be in the playoffs again. I will be following them closely and watching their games. But until then, couldn't care less. And I know. See, I hate that. Yeah, I know. I absolutely hate that. Mm-hmm. That's no loyalty. That's no, like, you don't stick with your team while you while they're in the dumps. You should just not be a fan, in my opinion. I'll be a fan when it's convenient. See, that doesn't make sense to me either. I'm, I'm a Penn State basketball fan, and we couldn't be worse. So in that regard, yeah, but you still watch them. Yeah, but yeah, so in that regard, it's not like this for every team I'm a fan of, at least. You know? Yeah, but you should not call yourself a White Sox fan. Like, all right, I'm not going to tell you watch every game, every baseball game, 162 games a year. I'm not going to tell you you have to watch every single one to at, like from first pitch to last out in order to call yourself a fan. At least watch one in a while, and yeah, like we we work and like all that things get in the way. But at least watch a little. I mean, to me, that just that that's that's fucked up. Yeah, that you. I checked the standings. If that counts for anything, that counts. But still, like for you to say that, you to honestly say you're not going to be a, a true fan unless it's convenient for you when they're good or whatever. Like fuck you. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I think the uh, the last time. I think the last time I watched any part of a White Sox game was when uh, I can't think. Of Tim Frazier. What? Tim Frazier. Todd. Yeah. Todd. Todd Frazier. I think that was honestly the last time I watched any part of a White Sox game. I ended on a very high note, so I have no reason to go back. So that pisses me off. Not as so. So there's a guy. Okay. Here's the thing, though. The same okay, here's actually a good comparison. In the same way that you hate people who say they're such big fans of a team, but like don't follow them or haven't been at their stadiums or whatever, is the same way that I hate people who say they love a band, 
like let's say I, I'm, I'm going to use a band you'll know as reference. Let's say somebody says they're a huge Fall Boy fan, but the only song they know is Sugar We're Going Down. You're not a Fall Boy fan. You're a fan of one of their songs. Get the hell out of here. Until you listen to their whole discography and have an informed opinion about everything they put out, are you allowed to call yourself a true fan? Like, it's the same thing for music, dude. Okay, I, I, I can see that. Agreed. Huh. So what were you going to say? I was going to say there's a guy on a team that I work with who is a big Dallas Cowboys fan. And that just gets me riled up just, just thinking about it. <laughs> but this guy has no connection to it, okay? Like, he doesn't even step foot in the state of Texas, okay? Like, yeah, like, growing up, like, there's some kids that, like, rooted for a random team because they didn't want to be like everyone else, like in the Giants or Eagles or, or Steelers. Or that. Yeah. But, like, good God. Like, go see, go see your team. You know, or, like, all these Patriots fans around me, go see your stadium. Like, there's a, another guy, for example, on my team who's 32. I, I don't know, He's in, the, in his 30s and has not gone to see, like, the Patriots in their home field. Like, to me, Lincoln Financial Field, the, the stadium for the Eagles, is the mecca. Yeah. Okay? That I have to make a pilgrimage each year, at least once a year, to go see my Holy Land. Okay? Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me. It, like, if you're a Muslim, okay, and you don't take your pil- pil- pilgrimage each year, or each lifetime, or whatever the rule is. Now I think you're you're getting a bit a bit of a stretch here. It's not a stretch, dude. If you're a fan, you're you're a fan. Go see your team, like in their stadium. Muslims too. consider themselves fans of being Muslim. I think they're just they're just Muslim. <laughs> but like. It's against the, the, the sports fandom right to call yourself a fan, a true fan, or die hard, or whatever, and just never see them. And these are people, this isn't like college kids who like went through high school and are in college. These are people that have real-time jobs and have spent, you know, years rooting for this team, but have never taken the time to go see them. That's not love at all. Yeah, You're supposed to love your team. No, that's fair, that's fair. Although, here, I have a question. What, what do you think about people who, like, let's say they grew up in a state like, I don't know, uh, Montana, that doesn't have any professional sports teams. Do you think that they're allowed to just pick their allegiance wherever they, wherever they want because they don't have, like, really any ties to a team based on where they live? Yeah, absolutely. So if you met somebody from Montana who – all of a sudden decided to be a huge, like a, like a Miami Dolphins fan, but they never made the trip to Miami because they lived in Montana. You would think they're a bad fan. How old are they? 20. They're our age, 25, 25. And they've been a Dolphins fan since they've been, let's just say in elementary school. Yeah. Bad fan. (laughs) Okay. Well, you re- okay for the vast majority of their fandom, they would have had to rely on their parents to pay for them to go to a game. Um, and then I uh, see. I don't know if I can agree with you there. No, they they've had all their lives. They've they're they're twenty five, right? Yeah. All right. And if you're if you're such a big Dolphins fan, 
you probably I'm assuming you have a full time job right now. Okay. What if you would you, you would travel to Miami to go see them? Yeah. All right. So that's another thing, though. Too. Am I allowed- bandwagon fans? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyone that is not like anyone in Pennsylvania that is a Patriots fan that has no connections to Boston and or any New England state is bandwagon. I don't care what anyone says; they will tell that I. They cannot tell you who the quarterback was before Tom Brady. I guarantee it. Drew Bledsoe. Very good. Dude, I I bet you they don't know they don't know how many Super Bowls they were in before Tom Brady. I have no clue. They were in two. Okay. They lost to the Bears in 1985. Oh, fucking yeah. And and then they lost to the Packers in 1996. Okay. I guarantee you they can't tell you that. And that is awful. And that just pisses me off. Yeah. That's fair. Maybe. I get riled up. Clearly. But it's like, you take music and arts very seriously. I take sports very seriously. If you're going to call yourself a fan or say something or talk shit on my team or anyone else's team, you better know your shit as well. Yeah, no, I'm – yeah, but okay, yeah, so you made – I'm not the same – like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I like I like music. I, I'm not even going to say art because I can't really even say I'm that that into art, but, like, music I think so. Um, but I'm never going to, like – if somebody says, like, oh, yeah, I'm a huge fan of this band or this artist or whatever and they've never seen them live, I'm not going to hold that against them. That's, like, the same way that you say, like, you should go – see see a team at their stadium if you're a fan like if you haven't seen your favorite musical act live i'm not gonna hold that against you and call you a bad fan of them for not having done it like you just haven't had the chance i don't know all right but there's two things working against that argument i can see that point but one bands don't always don't always play year round okay two they're always playing in different situations. But my argument is, to compare it, is you saying, hey, I like Fall Out Boy, but I only like Sugar We're Going Down. I'm a huge Fall Out Boy fan. Yeah. All right. The, that is my argument. You're saying they don't know the history. They don't keep up with like, the current times or anything like that. That is what fans of the Patriots, the Cowboys, all around here. Duke basketball, for example, that is – like that, they don't know the histories. They don't know the futures. They don't, they can't probably can't even tell you half the roster. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And don't talk shit on the Eagles or any other Philadelphia sport team for that matter, because I will rip your head off. I know. <laughs> Like I feel like breathe heavy right now because I'm so angry. I can, yeah, you sound riled up. You really, you really went out, went all out in this segment. Ugh. Hmm. 
Maybe this is why you can't sleep because you get yourself so worked up at night. It honestly is. Like last night, I was I was up until three o'clock in the morning. Jeez, dude. <laughs> so what did you get? Like four hours of sleep? Yeah. Jeez. I started putting on like I always have to fall asleep with the TV on, and I started putting on Planet Earth is on Netflix. And I started putting that on when I fall asleep. I tell you, dude, it's pretty nice. See, I can't. I have to do a fan because of the sound as well as the coldness. Like, I can't fall asleep unless I'm cold. Yeah. Um, but uh, I can't do a TV. I like the sound, but the the flashes of light going from like different colors. Yeah. That messes with. Me. Yeah, no, I, I'm not a huge fan of that too. But I've worked out a system to minimize that. But, no, I definitely have come across that as an issue, too. But I need TV noise on to fall asleep. It's bad. I need a fan noise to fall asleep. Yeah. I only use a fan when it's too hot to fall asleep without one. No, I've I, I've done the fan thing since high school. So, I think middle school. That's how bad. Like I don't know, but then I've also had. I also can't sleep normal since like high school. Yeah, I've known that well enough. It's bad. The fact that you haven't become a caffeine consumer despite your sleep troubles is actually pretty impressive. Yeah, I, 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 I think I've. Outside of like the the Vegas bombs and all that, outside of alcohol, I never drink energy drinks ever. Yeah. Um, and I hate coffee and I hate hot tea. I hate tea in general. But I mean, I, I, I like I drink soda, but that's about it. Yeah. Oh, dude, I was at Buffalo Wild Wings last week and I forgot to order a Coke with grenadine. Oh, come on, man. I had a water instead. You went to Buffalo Wild Wings and ordered a water? Yeah. Why? Because I wasn't drinking beer and I didn't want anything else. I don't know. Mm. But, yeah, even that, I rarely drink soda, too, unless I'm out. Like, I don't drink soda ever when I'm home. Yeah, me neither. I don't know, man. Like... People at work chug down coffee. Dude, I love coffee. It's bad. We've been over this. It's just, it's just, I need it. Otherwise, I will have a headache all day. I... And it tastes good. Just like sipping coffee in the morning, there's just something about it. It's a nice warm beverage. It just kind of like kickstarts me a little bit. It, I don't know, dude. It's just something about it that just is the right way to start my day. But see, to me, I I can't enjoy hot drinks, let alone the flavor. Like it's so annoying. You get the drink and you're like, oh, I have to wait 15 minutes for this to cool down in order for me to sit. I know you don't have the patience for that, dude. But enjoying a a nice warm beverage is so so nice. Like, dude, especially like, ah, uh, dude, when it's like now that it's the winter and on like a Saturday morning when I'm up, just just like starting my day, and I'm. And I make myself coffee and I'm sipping coffee looking outside and it's just like a cold, 
blistery day and I'm inside like in a sweatshirt and sweatpants and I just got my coffee in hand, dude, I'm telling you, that's like one of the best feelings in the world. No, absolutely not. Well, that's because you're not up till one o'clock in the afternoon anyway on a Saturday. So it doesn't even matter for you. You've missed the whole morning anyway. But still, like that just like hot, like even hot chocolate. I don't enjoy because by the time like it cools down enough for me to drink, it's just chocolate milk. And we've gone over the fact that I don't enjoy chocolate milk. Yeah, no, disagree. Disagree. Hot chocolate has a different flavor from chocolate milk. It's basically the same thing. It, it, to an extent, but there's also differences. Like what? I don't know. A lot. I mean, like that you can you can have hot chocolate be water based, which makes it very different from chocolate based. Um, or from milk based. Um. I don't know, dude. It's just a different flavor. I don't know. It's probably like different types of chocolate used in it, too. I can't tell you last time I had hot chocolate. I think it was like eighth grade when I came in from shoveling the snow. <laughs> and that's not an exaggeration. I even, yeah, I don't know the last time I had it either, but I still like it. I don't know. Right. Oh, I I don't know. I'm just weird. I run on a natural energy, unlike some other. Which is good. It's that's like better for you. I mean, I guess it is, dude. You're not artificially enhancing your body in any way. That's good. I cannot feel the same. Oh, I don't think. I mean, I love the smell of coffee. I just hate the taste. Yeah, no, it's definitely an acquired taste. I did not like the taste of coffee when I first. Honestly, what gets you is the effect. Like, because, like, on it, like w- when you don't have any tolerance to caffeine, and you drink coffee, you might not like the flavor. But even a couple sips will like start giving you a little bit of that caffeine rush, and that's what'll bring you back to coffee, not the flavor. It's the effect. And then you just grow to like the flavor. I guess. I don't know. I mean, I like, uh, whatever. <laughs> I guess it saves me money. Yeah. Although, I mean, I get my coffee for free at work, so I'm not really spending any money on it. I mean, we do two. We have like a Keurig. I, like we have two Keurigs in our break room that we can use, and like some of the flavors sound good, like mint. Like I love mint flavored anything. Mint, but tea, that I'm, sounds that's definitely tea, dude. Well, mint, like or like uh, French vanilla. Yeah. Like I like those flavors, but I just I like I want to try it out someday, but I know I'm just gonna hate it. In, in, yeah, French vanilla coffee does not taste like French vanilla. It tastes like coffee with a little bit of French vanilla in it. Like, those flavors still taste like coffee. They just have a little touch of the added flavoring. But still, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. 
hey, whatever. Whatever. Um, like Dunkin' Donuts. Like whenever they come out, like they came out with like a what do you call it? I I just saw a commercial for it. That's why I bring this up. Like they came out with um like a Girl Scout cookie like flavored coffee. Oh yeah. And I want and, and I want to like legit try them, but like I know it's gonna be like a waste. I'm just gonna throw it out. I've never had one of those. I mean, I want to because I love Girl Scout cookies. I think like it'd be really good, but then again, I'm like, eh, screw it. Yeah, honestly, dude, I think you'd be disappointed. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say you probably wouldn't like that. That's fair. Very fair. But whatever, should should happen. <laughs> like I'm the anti corporate America, and I work in corporate America. Why? Because you don't drink caffeine. I don't drink coffee. Um, I'm very agitated I'm... very easily, and I've engulfed. Of... Yeah, dude. I mean, golf is kind of like a dying thing in corporate America. But honestly, I work with a lot of people who don't drink coffee either. So you're not you're not alone there. Really? Yeah, I it's not I... as uncommon. I think everyone on my team, and I'm a team of like 15, drinks coffee besides me. Yeah, no, I work with a lot of people who don't. Hmm. Oh, shit. We're, like, if you think about it, we're almost like... I mean, we're a week out from being halfway through February. Yeah. Like, it's already going by fast. Yeah. February, that's, yeah, because February is such a short month. That's the only thing I don't understand. Why is February 28 days and everything else is 30 or 31? I have no clue. That I cannot answer. Well, whoever came up with that is dumb. Well, here's the thing. I bet. I bet what happened was they, I mean, they decided how long a year was. They were like, all right, a year is 365 like sunrises. So, okay, we have 365 days. Um, how do we divide 365 days like evenly? Well, let's, let's try 12. Okay. Well, if we do 12, we end up with like, like some groups of 12 have 30 days, some have 31, but then we get this weird remainder of 28 days. And they were like, all right, fuck it. Let's just make one month, 28 days instead of 30 or 31, just to make it work. And then they were like, all right, let's make it the second month of the year because that sounds like a pretty shitty month. So let's just do it then to make it, to get it over with. And that's how they decided that February was 28 days. It still just pisses me off, though. <laughs> Did you just say it pisses you off? There's yeah. literally no other way to do it, dude. But why is it 28 days? Why, like, because a year has 365 days? We cannot change that. Like, there's no other way to divide. Yes, a- you can. How? 
So 360 divided by 12 is what? Four, right? 360 divided by 12 is not four. I mean, no. It's 30. Yeah, 30. That's what I meant. I'm dumb. Um, um, and then you have five months that are that are 31 days. It's that easy. So you'd have, wait, eight months at 30 and four at 31? Yeah. No, five you, and 31. Five, so, so seven and five. How hard is that? I don't know. And also, here's another thing to think about. Why did they decide? So, you know how, like, they alternate, like, 31, 30, 31, 30. Well, for some reason, July and August, even though they're next to each other, both have 31 days. Why? That's what I'm asking. Why? I don't know, dude. Go back and ask the Gregorians who made the calendar and and ask them why. It'll be in the book. It'll be in Watson's book. Why were the days of the why were the why was the calendar? Although I'm pretty sure you could figure that out like on Google. Probably. I don't I don't feel like looking it up though. Yeah. It's fine. But um what what was I gonna say? I don't know. Oh. Going back, how you say like going back to figure out like why they did it like that? Yeah, I think back in the old days, the 1700s were probably boring as shit. Yeah, probably. Probably didn't do anything. They probably read. I don't know if they even had books, dude. Like maybe like the nobles did, but think of all the serfs and the peasants. What did they do? They farmed seven days a week for like twelve hours a day. Yeah, for their whole lives. Yeah, and then they yeah. Yeah, that's exactly that what happened. Awful. Well, then be thankful you don't live in the 1700s. Thank God. I don't think they had football back then either. Definitely didn't. <laughs> they didn't even have Sports Center. That didn't come on until 1979. Yeah, thank God you were born in 1994. Bless up. <laughs> yeah, but imagine, like, imagine what will exist. Like, people, people like, 500 years from now will be like, geez, thank you. Thank goodness we weren't born in 2000, 1993 or 94. Like, imagine how much that would have sucked. Like, people be saying the same thing about us. Nah, they'll say, like, do you, I think, like, I don't know. It's weird to think that far in the future. Yeah. Like, what are we going to have? What are we not going to have? Yeah, it's, it's, in, yeah, we have no clue. <laughs> I hate that, by the way. What, not knowing what the future holds? Yeah, I just hate the unknown. Fair. I mean, it's not. I mean, I'm sure plenty of people do. I wish I was born in the 80s. No, I wish I was. I grew up in the 80s. That's what I wish. Yeah. That's what should have happened. Yeah, but think how much longer you would have had to wait in your lifetime to see an Eagles Super Bowl. True. True. Imagine how much more heartbreak I would have gone through, too. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, dude. 
Jesus. But imagine, like, like I was looking at, like, uh, I don't know what I was looking at, but it was, like, frat, like, frat parties from, like, the 1980s. I think it was on, like, Twitter. Yeah. Like, think about how much different they are, like, in 30 years. You know what I'm saying? They had far less regulations. Well, that and, like, girls actually, like, were girls. They weren't, like, they wore clothes, not like the girls today. Which would you prefer? I don't know, but like somewhere down the road, like like in the mid nineties, I guess, or like early two thousands, some girl had to be like, "Hey, I'm gonna go to a frat in just a bra." And every guy there was like, "Hell yeah, this chick rules!" And then she got all the attention, so then every girl decided to do the same thing. Thus, but you know what I'm saying? Like, just the evolution of people—it's just mind blowing to me. Yeah. I don't know, man. I got you. Like, are, are they going to have nude parties when, like, our kids or Will's kids go to college? I don't know. I mean, that would actually kind of suck because that, like, takes away the excitement of, like, getting naked with somebody, you know? Because you just, yeah. yeah. No, I totally get that. And it's, like, no surprises, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm a big surprise guy. <laughs> I love I love surprises. Yeah. I don't know, man. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. That's all we can do. All we can do. Think about the music then, too. Good God. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, we'll, I mean the, the amount of stuff that will change in the next even like 60 years during our lifetime is probably going to be pretty extraordinary. And so when we're 80 years old or whatever, like what's happening in the world is going to be so completely different than what it is now. It's going to be pretty crazy. Well, yeah. Just think about like my great grandmother who was 102 when she died. Like, yeah, she saw like she grew up in like with segregation still happening and then grew up in like the Cold War and then grew up with like automobiles and then airplanes and then like computers and the Internet and then cell phones. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. Like in the span of her lifetime, what changed? Like drastically changed too. Not just like yeah, changed like drastically changed. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I don't like it. Just mind blowing. Like it's obviously mind blowing to her. Like when she was like twenty five, but like, how the hell are you gonna improve anything from where we are now? I don't know. Like, there has to be a plateau, you know? No. Like, you don't think, like, there's a there's a point where all where all humans advance at least some point in their lives type of thing? Like, wait, you mean, like, where we can no longer advance? Yeah. No, that will never happen. I don't know, man. No, I don't know. I think it's got a plateau somehow. I disagree. I guess we'll see what happens, right? Yeah. So I, uh, I like this conversation, but but I also have to wrap it up here. All right, man. 
I got to get to bed. Absolutely. Well, have a good one and uh, good talk. Yeah, this was a good talk. I enjoyed this one. Yeah, for sure, man. All right, man. All right, I'll see you. I'll talk to you.